Good evening, everyone. I'd like to welcome you all, firstly, to Stalwarts of Music. And this is going to be my 47th episode. And I couldn't think of a better radio partner to collaborate with than Big FM India to do this particular special episode. And for those of you who aren't aware, my show also airs on Big FM Shillong and Azol every Sunday between 5 to 6 p.m. So if you happen to be around there, be sure to check it out. And I have a lot of interesting uh, stuff coming up with Big FM India. Uh, so watch out for that. Speaking of my guest today, which is the highlight of this entire uh, episode, it's none other than Mr. David Page, who is a multi-Grammy award and Emmy award winning artist, who is an American singer-songwriter record producer, best known as the co-founder of the legendary band Toto. So he's been with them for several decades now and he's been a master at his craft and he's been responsible for the release of several noteworthy hits that you might be aware of, Hold the Line, Rosanna, Africa, during his stint with Toto. And how many Michael Jackson fans out here? Do you all enjoy Michael Jackson? And I'm sure you would have heard uh, his groundbreaking record, Thriller. So, Mr. David Page was pivotal and quite monumental in terms of making the rhythm arrangement in the particular album, Thriller, along with uh, Mr. Quincy Jones. And he's had several many accolades on several locations. He's, he's worked with artists like George Benson, Brian Adams, Don Henley of the Eagles, Diana Ross, and many more. And for all you movie buffs out here, uh, people who uh, have you know, enjoyed Sylvester Stallone's work in First Blood, Mr. David Page has also arranged music for First Blood, Aquaman, and several other noteworthy movies out there. So without any further ado, I'm delighted to welcome Man of the Hour, Mr. David Page, He'll be joining us shortly, so don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. There we are. Hi. Hi, David. Namaste. How are you? Good. Very good. How are Which, you? Very well. Very well. I'm not able to see you clearly. It, could you possibly? Yeah. Much better now. Hi, David. How are you? Which part of the world are you in right now? I'm very good. I'm in Los. I'm in just north of Los Angeles in a place called Santa Barbara. Oh, it's wonderful. in California. It's on the coast, mm -hmm. and it's just north of, like I said, uh, Los Angeles, about an hour north. Wonderful. Yes, wonderful. it's very nice here. Lovely. Uh, so let's get started with our agenda for today, and I have a couple of very interesting questions coming your way. So, okay. uh, David, my first question for you. Let's say that I want to be an aspiring singer-songwriter and I came to you. What is it that you'll be looking for in a potential singer-songwriter who really hasn't had that formal training or introduction towards music? So what are some of the qualities that you might identify in a potential singer-songwriter? Well, one of the things I look for is the gift of melody. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's of, of main importance to have a good melody, sense okay. of melody, before right. you do anything else. The next thing is, 
if you're into writing poetry, try and develop your poetic sense because poetry leads to lyric writing. So I would try getting used to rhyming some words mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and just jot down your ideas. Always constantly be, be writing. When I've seen writers, great songwriters, they constantly have a piece of paper and they're constantly writing down lyrical ideas. So always be writing from your heart and don't be afraid to make up some fiction too, fantasy mm-hmm. kind of fiction and mm-hmm. role playing uh, mm-hmm. in your uh, songwriting. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I look for is melody and lyrics. And lyrics are very important these days, a lot, much more important than, than when I grew up. Uh, they, were, they were very important, but now they're, everybody has good lyrics. So uh, right. make sure your lyrics are good. And uh, just sing, just sing, and you'll come up with a good melody. Instead of playing the melody, try singing, and you'll find out uh, how a melody is. Got it. So you you are opening doors uh, for me to sort of come and enroll myself. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just froze on me. Great, great. Okay. So there are so many different facets of creative creativity that you personally embody, right? So there are different uh-huh. so many so many different facets. So how do you how do they generally coexist for someone like you? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to balance, balance mm-hmm. them. And, uh, you know, I'm hearing music in my head all the time, but I can't always just rush to the studio and record it. So right. I try and remember it on piano mm-hmm. or put it on a tape recorder or put it in my studio. I'll make a quick demo of something like that. And if I'm near paper, uh, I usually, when I take my phone out and I'll jot down uh, ideas for lyric ideas, mm-hmm. you know, wherever I am. Uh, a texting on a phone makes it easier now than it used to be. And uh, uh, you just try and uh, enjoy, enjoy the round robin of, of the different aspects of music, you know, which are getting together with, with uh, co-writers mm-hmm. and getting to co-write with them, as well as uh, uh, playing much fun to play and make demos I like Got doing. It. Got it. Wonderful. It's quite, quite a unique way, uh, a very, very unique takeaway in terms of, uh, I mean, the thing is you make, li- make things look so very simple, right, to the yeah. other person. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, internalization that takes place, but the beauty of, of you as a musician or, you know, uh, uh, as I mentioned, like you embody facets of being a wonderful songwriter, a composer, etc., uh, it's a simplicity that, that sort of makes things look so easy for us, which is quite commendable. Well, well thank you. Uh, I try and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's, it's very self-satisfying mm-hmm. for the soul mm-hmm. and spiritually uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, very, like I said, fulfilling right. uh, to do this. So that's what, uh, uh, and it also required a lot of, tra- a lot of time training Correct. You know, I've had I've done this for over 50 years yeah. and uh, you start getting better at it. If you keep at it every day, you mm-hmm. just have to. I still practice every day Wonderful. and uh, try and, I try and be the best version of myself that I can. Uh, if I may ask, what's what's been the difference between your practice regime 40 years before versus right now? What's the change? 40 years before I would practice three hours a day, classical mm-hmm. music. 
mm-hmm. classical music th- seven days a week, three hours a day. Lovely. That was for my lessons for, mm-hmm. for le- mm-hmm. piano lessons. Now I probably practice a half an hour to an hour a day to keep my technique up a little bit. My regime has lightened up a little bit as I've gotten older. Got it. Got it. So, so I have a follow-up question based on what I asked you earlier. For someone who yeah. embodies so many facets of creative expression, what is a creative impulse for you? Is it the conversation or is it catharsis or is it the need to give music its form, order and structure? What is the exact impulse that you look for, essentially? Uh, you know, that's a really good question. Uh, I just usually give an emotional response. Mm-hmm. Uh, given, given here, when I hear a chord, I'll react to it. You know, when I play a certain thing on piano, it mm-hmm. makes me do something else. You know, okay. so it's my my emotional response to that. Mm-hmm. It could be in a conversation. Mm-hmm. I'll ju- I'll remember something someone says that is cl- clever to me or or uh, heartfelt, and uh, try and remember that, and write it down. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no you can can't predict to when the song inspiration is going to come it can be in the shower it can be while you're driving mm-hmm. it can be while you're walking down the street so it comes at different times and you just have to uh, react emotionally uh, respond emotionally to it uh, that's how I, I do it it's very visceral are you trying to say that in some senses you are more of an emotional uh, musician than someone who is very cerebral in terms of their approach towards music is that what you're trying to say i would i would say so i'm more instinctual and more like i mm-hmm. said visceral mm-hmm. and uh where there's there's guys that get up and write every day at nine o'clock in the morning right. like paul simon very disciplined right. i'm not i'm not disciplined enough and i should be mm-hmm. uh but i try and write uh uh, uh every day or so it's good for me to do it's a good practice to get in the habit of writing your journals. If anybody's out there, uh, take poetry classes or take uh, English lit, you know, and uh, get as much vocabulary as you can. Uh, who'd be, on, who'd be on, on top of your list in terms of poets that you might want to recommend to the people of India out here? Poets? Mm-hmm. Oh, E.E. Uh, e. Cummings mm-hmm. uh, is a poet. Okay. Uh, uh, Emily Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, uh, Leonard Cohen is oh, a wow. songwriter, but he yeah, also yeah. writes poetry too. Right. I like Leonard Cohen. I like Leonard Cohen yeah, a lot. Yeah, Bob yeah. Dylan, you know, he's yeah, a poet yeah. and, yeah. and great lyricist. Bernie Taupin mm-hmm. uh, with Elton John, I think is a great poet as well. Correct. So those are the top of my list. And Paul Simon. Correct. Speaking of Leonard uh, Cohen, I recently picked up a book of his called Beautiful Losers. Have you checked it out? No, I haven't. You should, you should, you should totally check I it should. out. Quite, quite an intriguing good? title. Yeah, it is. It's wonderful. It's, it's yeah. got like uh, a very different take towards his perspective of things, you know, in a, in a very poetic uh-huh. way. And it's wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's a great read. Yeah. 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 I, I named uh, I named the second album uh, Toto named the second album Hydra, which mm-hmm. was I got from a Leonard Cohen po- poem. Oh, wonderful! 
if i if i'm not mistaken hydra is the album which has got white sister on it right yes it does okay very good yeah. <laughs> good memory <laughs> thanks the process of awareness of self gets translated into a process of communication and the communication has to be received by the audience on the other end if we were yeah. to consider different musical forms the reception is of a different kind right music for films is as much as an industrial product and it's it also involves self expression for a musician like you have you had trouble reconciling these two um no uh oh, you know it's difficult to like again to balance mm -hmm. those things mm -hmm. and uh your first question was again which was the first part the first question yeah the first question was a, a perspective of music that's being represented in different forms and people receive it differently oh right right yeah oh yeah yeah well first of all um quincy jones is the one that said you can't have music without science the science of broadcasting you know so there's so many formats today and mm -hmm. stuff that people can get uh, uh music over social media and everything right. and it's good because it's just it it takes music all over the world and helps communicate it as well as trying to write different kinds of music you know mm -hmm. i try and write when i write music not just be limited to rock and roll sometimes they'll write an r&b rhythm and blues kind of thing or mm -hmm. sometimes i'll write something that's very soft and uh, classical oriented but it. uh so it's to keep it's to stay diverse in your communication and to try and stay stay keep up uh with what's going on i know they're doing streaming now mm -hmm. and uh you can basically get uh, have access to music all over the world everybody can wear a watch or have a iphone uh can hear yeah. music you know so uh the science combined the technology com music combined with science is the answer you know uh, i i do agree with you uh technology has made things more accessible and we are able to connect uh in a medium or in a platform because of technology but do you think that today's generation values music because of the fact that it's easily accessible what's your take towards that um i think it's probably relative i think kids today value music mm -hmm. i think there's a, so much more of it mm -hmm. and they can go through it faster i think it's a little more disposable than it was back in i think people really worshiped records when they got a found an album that they wanted a rare album i think that was more made it more unique it was like holding a painting if you had the only version of the mona lisa you know people would get albums of people and they would just uh uh take uh pride in possessing those albums right. because they were so magical and 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 rare you don't you you didn't always couldn't just get an album here or this music we didn't have on the online back mm -hmm. in the day right. so uh i think that uh people are more uh i think people are more used to being able to get what they want quicker now than it. so it makes it less valuable to me when you have that much access to it so uh, uh i have mixed feelings about it got it got it fair enough uh in your compositions your songwriting your persona and image you have embodied the notion of love that of romantic love in some ways for some people 
how important has that continued to be as an emotion to cherish and nurture perhaps in 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 a lot of positive and affirmative ways not just the lack of it but in terms of the blossoming yes um you know when i think of love songs and that have come out of toto i think of steve lukather my right. guitar player mm-hmm. who wrote i'll be over you and it yep. won't hold you back which are two great uh the ending of love or mm-hmm. or the, the breakup of love mm-hmm. and uh i think he really uh uh showed uh how you can uh a relationship can blossom and then it can end and then you can re-blossom version of the songwriter uh, right. for love songs in our i'm kind of uh uh i always write about some love but it always has some kind of conflict in it either okay. he's the boy's too shy to meet the girl or <laughs> something prevents him from establishing the relationship you know and uh so it gets a little twisted sometimes mm-hmm. and uh 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 i think i think love is a great theme that will always would be uh, uh uh forever existing Mm-hmm. Uh, and blossoming lyrically uh, throughout the music business. But I feel uh, like you, like you mentioned, your your songs have that mystery factor, which makes it very yeah. interesting, and it sort of develops the curiosity within uh, the audience. You know, in terms of learning yeah. more and sort of relating to it. So I think yeah. that's a very beautiful take. The way you've sort of molded it, that's that's very oh, interesting. Thank- Steely Dan has been a guide, set guidelines mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And uh, we right. try and unveil, unveil the lyrics or peel the onion, as, <laughs> as they say. You know what I mean? One at a time. So it kind of leads you on a little uh, uh, journey, you know, right. hopefully. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that, that goes outside your, just your house. Mm-hmm. I like to live in a, in a little more world where it's a little more role playing than my lyrics. So I, I go back and forth between personal experience and uh, just using artistic license to create lyrics. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, let's, let's set music aside for a minute and let's talk about life okay. in general. As a musician, okay. you have a larger body of work that you've put out for a very long period of time. And there is a perception of David Page, the human being based on your work. So I would like to understand, is there a parallel between the real David Page and the work? That speaks of it? Again, um, uh, I would say I try and, uh, yes, there is, but I try and balance my life where I have a life outside of music, you know, Mm -hmm. where I have a family. I've been married 37 years and I Mm -hmm. have a daughter that uh, is a music producer. She produces uh, music for video games. Oh, wow. And and so uh, uh, I'm involved with her and, but I, I have other things I like doing, riding bikes, uh, swimming mm-hmm. and walking and uh, planting, planting gar- in the garden, working in the garden a little bit. Okay. And so uh, I try and keep uh, up, you know, so it's not just, I used to, back when I was younger, it would be 24 seven, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, mm-hmm. uh, music, music, music. But now mm-hmm. I, I've, I've learned to balance it Got as it. I get older. Got it. Speaking of gardening, have you ever tried bonsai? Do you do you like that concept of uh, gardening? I do. I haven't tried that. No. Okay. Uh, I think my daughter has though. All right. All right. Wonderful. What is that? Is that planting of a bonsai tree? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, 
bonsai bonsai plants are essentially uh, oh, you know yeah. the the art of it there's there's a certain way of sort of oh, not- a certain art no yeah. I'll, i'll have yeah. to ask my daughter about that yeah all right. It's all right. deep, i think she planted one thank you all right. all right so do you essentially work with a sense of destiny uh, which has like a predetermined role for you uh, and has your life turned out the way you thought it might would 20 or 30 years back um i don't i think that uh destiny uh has a little bit of part to do mm-hmm. with with what i'm all about mm-hmm. i think that i i i've chosen my own destiny here okay and have tried to make the right decision at the crossroads and choose what i'm doing here so uh uh i'm not truly a believer in in my destiny mm-hmm. but um uh, i think that there, i do have a certain amount of a gift and luck that's been involved with my choices you know okay. um uh my life has turned out way beyond my expectations mm-hmm. i never expe- expected to get quite this far i always wanted to just have a hit record and and play piano for sessions be a session player and and kind of go on that way and this is uh um they always say be careful what you wish for <laughs> and uh all of a sudden when you get uh, success and you start selling a lot of records and everything um it's just it's a good feeling that you communicate to audiences and and that they and that you're whatever musical uh uh elements we've given the people right. uh it it res- it's resonated to the masses but which mm-hmm. means just as far as be able to communicate and i think that's a that's a good feeling that i have that we've we've sold like over 40 million records and right. you know uh, that's a good feeling that, that that many people out there are interested in what we have to say right so has the has the journey been pleasant so far till date it it's not been without not without ups and downs okay but uh, uh it's it's settling in pretty good right now toto's doing pretty good they're mm-hmm. going to be touring with a band called journey oh wow uh, Uh, oh, they're going to be touring with Journey and Arenas mm-hmm. in the United States. Okay. So uh, they did that last year as well, mm-hmm. and played to nearly uh, half a million people uh, on these tours. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Toto's doing pretty good right now. And okay. uh, like I said, we've been with not without our losses. We lost a brother, uh, yeah. our, our drummer Jeff, way yeah. back yeah. when he was very young. We lost his brother Mike Riccaro. Right. But uh, the band uh, has spirit. and Steve Lukather is still at the helm with yeah. Joseph Williams and uh, I occasionally fly out uh to certain uh, uh cities and play with the band still because I'm I'm the their musical director that helps right. with rehearsals you know yeah. which are very easy and fun but how are you doing in terms of health are you are you doing fine now are you I'm doing a lot better? better I went through a bad patch uh, about right. a year and a half ago yeah. I was I was uh had trouble with the road Uh, the road we were in the cold dead of winter up in right. Scandinavia and uh, uh I was just suffering from fatigue and exhaustion mm-hmm. and a little bit of uh anxiety and depression as well oh, no. and uh but I'm doing a lot better now and okay. uh uh thank you for asking I'm glad I'm glad you're back on the road and we're yeah. really looking forward to hear some more musical wonders coming out very soon well, thank you thank mm-hmm. you me too so am I <laughs> You've had interactions with Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. 
uh, on the the girl is mine is mine you were you were the great sort of trinity uh-huh. in terms yeah. of arranging the rhythm section along with mr quincy jones for them right so there is a new generation of arrangers and composers who are coming up globally in different parts of the world and there are several many who are scattered in different continents right so what kind of satisfaction do you feel about the future of pop music that you helped spawn well i thank you for uh, giving me credit for helping spawn that mm-hmm. um i think it's really it's really exciting mm-hmm. that so many composers like i follow film composers a lot that they're okay. for all the different con- countries in mm-hmm. the world there's film composers uh right. and com- and the, when they're doing films now it's very much bordering on sound design mm-hmm. and uh and popular music as well yeah. integrated into it right like we see hans hans zimmer do a score Correct. i mean he pulls from all over his resources are all around the world and yeah. i think that makes them keeps the sound very diverse and mm-hmm. i think it's uh there's a future for composers out there i think they found it in either songwriting for uh, uh, an artist or from composing for movies mm-hmm. and and tv and stuff so uh i think it's uh it's a bright future for young composers who just need to uh, need to find themselves and uh, find their own voice okay what is more satisfying for you is it working on a recording that can be crafted well over a period of time or is it a live performance uh good question there's nothing as satisfying as the live performance when you're there with an audience when right. you have 10,000 people in front of you mm-hmm. and you're communing with the audience it, right. they give you energy and you feed off that energy mm-hmm. you know but at the same time I love making a demo. It's the first chance when I have to realize what I'm doing is a record. When I I just use a small a drum machine and myself playing keyboards, bass and guitar, and I can do a lot of the instruments in my studio. Is to do that very quick mock-up uh blueprint that you make when you first hear have a song in your head mm-hmm. and you're first making it because it almost becomes realized you can almost hear the whole thing yeah. in your head when you make the demo. At least I can. Right. But then it comes the 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 real icing on the cake mm-hmm. uh is is the the what the musicians when you have great musicians that bring in their performances mm-hmm. such as Steve Lukather on guitar Joseph Williams singing it it reaches a height that you never imagined so right. it even peaked that you know it's the really the Everest of the of the occasions is to hear a record totally realized finished Uh, when it's mixed well and has all the elements on it you know we have a lot of interesting uh, viewers in india who are interested to know uh, some interesting anecdotes during your time with michael jackson and uh, paul mccartney do you have something some highlights that you could possibly share with our indian audience uh i'm trying to think of something i could share mm-hmm. uh, uh No, I could just tell you Michael Jackson was a perfectionist mm-hmm. and um one time I was playing for him mm-hmm. and I let a mistake go by uh that I I I a little error and he didn't say anything so I stopped the tape and said well, I'm a perfectionist too and and we need to redo that part right there and so he got a big smile on his face and we became immediate friends after that uh mm-hmm. because he knew that I was just took as much pride in my work as he did. 
Lovely. Quite, quite commendable, your work ethic and uh, the, your approach towards uh, handling the situation. Yeah. Very, very, yeah. very commendable. Uh, for an artist, from the time one starts learning music, it's continuity, it's evolution, it's a lot of growth and exploration. In the sense that you find sometimes that musicians or artists kind of tend to have different aspirations towards their music at certain point and there is a lot of change that's involved right so we we definitely want to be better like you mentioned and more fulfilled in terms of what we are doing uh, and and at this point you you're as young as a 60 year old person and what are some of the inadequacies that you see in in yourself which you want to crack in the next 10 years i hope to get better at my lyric writing mm-hmm. i'm always trying to better my lyrics Right. I'm trying to get uh, more uh, interesting music uh, to make, make me maybe make longer uh, statements, musical statements that mm-hmm. aren't just short cookie cutter uh, right. type of uh, songs like they did in the past. Um, and uh, just trying to uh, better myself as a keyboard player mm-hmm. and as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to know, it's, it's a very basic question. uh does it require that you need to be a good human being to make good music hmm um well you know there's there different thoughts on that you know some people may say some of the greatest music was made by people that were terrible human beings but uh i think that the real beautiful songs mm-hmm. have to have a beautiful soul to begin with to 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 mm-hmm. uh register and to communicate that so you know i'm talking about when you hear an elton john song or right. a joni mitchell song or a paul mccartney song those are all beautiful songs written by people who have beautiful hearts so uh i like i would like to believe that you know got it let's talk about your new album forgotten toys let's get the big picture what should people know about forgotten toys that I'm the one I'm the singer I'm singing on most of the cuts except for one cut which mm-hmm. I shared with a a co-writer Michael Sherwood mm-hmm. but I'm singing on the cuts and I'm pl- also playing mm-hmm. and uh that it's not Toto it's uh, my, my version of my songs with friends of mine and uh, okay. other mu- great musicians that I brought in to work with me uh on solo stuff that was kind of a little bit off the off the beaten path for Toto but but worked out great for my record. Wonderful. And uh is there a certain song that's your favorite in the particular album or each song's well, distinct? I love I love them all like children but mm-hmm. uh there's uh one I love Queen Charade because mm-hmm. it's real uh reckless and mm-hmm. cavalier and okay. uh uh it's very loose, you know what I mean? But uh uh again i love i love i put made it an ep because i loved every song on the record and i wanted people to love all the songs too got it got it what are some of the spiritual techniques that you embody spiritual techniques mm-hmm. um well you know uh i try praying mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. you know what i mean praying for world peace and mm-hmm. try and pray for to finish a song help me with better lyrics mm-hmm. and as i think that there's a 
uh, a higher power that uh, definitely channels through me mm -hmm. to uh, um, make music. I know that I'm talented, but I'm not as talented as as I seem on record because I get a lot of help from uh, to me by my uh, you know from God. Uh, so uh, uh, that helps me out, and I try and again uh, live a, a good life, clean life, and uh, and uh, I just keep praying every day. Wonderful. So you uh, also meditate? Do you also meditate? I'm just starting to get into that. I try and meditate. My daughter says, if you're breathing, if you're concentrating on your breathing, you're meditating. So I've been concentrating, starting just with breathing, breathing exercises, and hopefully I'll soon uh, graduate and start doing more. <laughs> I mean, I feel, I feel the eager to learn is, is, is there throughout a lifetime and, and I can see that in you, right? Even yeah. if age, age is no factor for uh, someone to stop learning. <laughs> oh, that's, that's for sure. You know, uh, back when you were talking about meditation, I think the, when, when I became aware of meditation mm -hmm. and uh, um, uh, back in the day was when the Beatles came out with within you, without you, mm -hmm. and they brought Ravi Shankar into our Correct. world. Correct. I think that all of a sudden people became aware of meditation because plus my mom used to have a, uh, a book beside her bed from Khalil Gibran called the prophet. And mm -hmm. so uh, she started getting into meditation and uh, that's why I first uh, learned about it. Got it. Uh, speaking of yoga, I'm, I happen to be at the epicenter of it. So I, I'm, I'm from a city called Coimbatore, which has got like a wonderful yoga foundation by Sadhguru. Mm -hmm. So it's called the Isha Yoga Center. Where Isha Yoga. Okay. That's right. That's right. So we are at the epicenter of that whole culture right now. Oh, great. Fantastic. So if you happen to come down to India, when are you coming to India? Oh, boy. I've, I've got to talk to my uh, tour managers and my, uh, uh -huh. uh, the, the travel, the, the, uh, the, the tour promoters and brokers, stuff yep. like that. We, I'd love to go to India. I've heard nothing but great things about it from right. people that come over there, you know. So uh, uh, look for us sometime in the next couple of years, you know. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to that, and I'd be happy to host you, show you around different parts of India. And, I'd, uh, love for you to, I'd love for you to give, give me the tour of <laughs> India. Your India, but your India, you know. Right, right, right. I mean, it's, it's so diverse in the sense that we've got like so many different musical forms in each state. Oh, yeah. It is, it is so distinct, and it'll take more than a lifetime for us to even like explore Deep and deep dive into something like that. I bet. And the musicians yeah. there are so fabulous. Right. It's incredible, right. uh, the music that's come out of India. And right. I really, I like it, you know. Right. In the interest of time, I'd like to get into our last segment of the agenda, which okay. is the most interesting part, which is called the rapid fire segment. And I'll be shooting across very interesting questions where you don't have to think too much. You can be quite spontaneous with your answers. Okay. Here's my okay. first question for you, David. What is that one song that always makes you cry? Uh, it's a song called Goodbye from Elton John. Mm -hmm. That's my answer. On the contrary, what is your favorite guilty pleasure song? Uh, I would say uh, Brown Sugar. 
from the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. What is your favorite cuisine? Cuisine? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to say Mexican food. Okay. Have you have you ever tried Indian food? I have. Tandoori chicken? Sure. I love that too. <laughs> Great. I should have said that first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was expecting that, but that's all right. Yeah. If you had an opportunity to put together an all-star pop rock band, who'd be in it? Boy, it was just like, uh, I think I'd have Greg Fillingains in it. Oh, wow. Keyboard player. Great choice, yeah. Greg Fillingains. Yeah. I think Nathan East, Nathan East would be in it. Hello. I think, I think Steve Jordan would be in it. My mm-hmm. friend Drummer, who's in the Rolling Stones now. Right. And that's my band. Wonderful. And, and did, you, did you mention yourself? Wouldn't you and be part Joseph, of it? Joseph. Uh, yeah, I'd be on Hammond, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to sound fabulous. Oh, so I love playing Hammond. Yeah, right. that would sound great. Yeah. A good band for Eric Clapton. <laughs> what, what are the top five must-haves for any performer while touring, according to you? Boy, you must have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you must have your life organized on your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to get plenty of rest. Mm-hmm. Again, try and keep it in perspective because you're just a regular person. Even though you have thousands of people cheering for you every night, you're still uh, a human being on the inside and have to treat everybody as such with lo- nothing but love and kindness. Lovely, lovely. What are some of the, the top three qualities of a good teacher that you personally embody right now for yourself? Well, well I'm, I'm really not a great teacher. I, mm-hmm. I'm a student. Of, there's an art to teaching because my, my daughter has a master's degree in teaching and she was help. And uh, so I think you have to have patience you have to have commitment. I think teaching is a mission. And, uh, and I think that you have to be very kind, you know, to be a good teacher. Lovely. I have one last question for you, which is a custom in all of my interviews. Yes. And, and I ask all of my distinguished guests this very question. Uh, so David, here's the question. Down in the distant horizon, what would you want to be remembered as? As a good husband and father and a musician. Great. All three great qualities. Thank you. Of, of you know. That was awesome. That was <laughs> awesome. I loved it. Great, great. Uh, so this particular... I hope, in- got, I, hope, I hope you got what you wanted. Yes, yes, very much, very much indeed. This interview will additionally air on Big FM Shillong and Azol in the next couple of days. And I'll be sure to share the link with you. And it's also going to be part of my podcast series, Stalwarts of Music with Aditya Veera, which will be out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. So I'll also share the link for the same with you. So you can can check it out once it's out. Before we conclude... I'd love for you to give Great. a concluding note for the people of India before we conclude the session. Yes. 
I just want to thank all of our, this is David Page, our friends, families, and fans uh, around the world, especially in India. Uh, we're very grateful and we're very blessed to have you as listeners and fans. And uh, we hope to come there very soon to play for your wonderful country. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, David, for the, for the privilege. So as we continue to celebrate the dozen marvelous musical pieces, the showmanship that you've displayed in terms of your songwriting, your ability okay. as a composer, it sort of displays a very rich and intense life that a lot of us sort of await. So thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a great blessing and an honor. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.